Um, as, as we've done in previous weeks, I want to dedicate this course of our learning to, to the Chayolim that are, that are fighting, in addition to our, our French mole over here, and to enter the Chatufim. Um, and Yerat Hashem, this course of our Torah should be should help them in whatever in whatever in whatever they are doing. We our koach our koach should our koach should go to them. So last week we had the opportunity to discuss tefillah based process, the the Maila of davening in a shul, even when you're even when, even as a yachid. And now we're going to look at the same more or less the same gemaras and look at it from a different angle about the Maila of davening in pitzibur, even when you're outside of a base process. Obviously, the best thing is a daven with a tzibur in a base knesses, and that's why there's a dynamite border, because that's the most powerful, explosive type of, type of tefillah. But if you, but, but today we'll be discussing half of it, which is tefillah with tzibur. So there are several, there is no sugya in Shas that discusses the, the nature and our obligation of tefillah with tzibur directly. Um, there's no Tzibumar that says, Minayin, that you're supposed to dive in Bitsibor, and it gives and it gives you a source, and it tells you exactly what the level is, exactly what the, level, what the application is, how it fits in with regular Hercules Tzibah. What we have are a bunch of scattered Gemaras, which could be Agadic in nature, could be Halakhic in nature, that describe the Maila, the amazingness of davening Bitsibor, and it's left to the Rishonim and the Achronim to sort of like pick up the pieces and figure out what is this? Is this a real obligation? It's not, a, it's not an obligation. And if, if, whether or not it's a chiyav, what is the nature of it? What is precisely good about davening b'tzibur? So the two, the two first kamaras over here are the, ones, the same ones we saw last week. Let's just go through them quickly. Amrli Rav Yitzchak, Rav Nachman, Gemara, at the bottom of Zion of Beis and Brachos. So Rav Yitzchak asked Rav Nachman, why didn't you come to Shoulder Daven? Amrli, I couldn't do it. Amrli, they couldn't feel the mar asar of Litzli. Why couldn't you get 10 people to daven in your house? It's too hard to get 10 people to daven in my house. Why didn't you send a messenger to Shul? Did they send the messenger back to you when you're davening, when you're davening in, in Shul, such that you could daven at the same time as a Tzibor? Do I really have to do that? I have to daven when I'm at home at the same time as a Tzibor? So this phrase, when is an Isratzon, the time when the Tzibur davens, what is the case the Gemara is talking about? Exactly. Not even about davening in Shul, but that if you can't make it to Shul, the time when the Tzibur is davening is an Isratzon, and therefore it is better to daven then. Why does, just, let's just spell it out. Why is it better to daven, to daven during an Isratzon? Let's just spell the implicit assumptions. Because what you, you want your tefillahs to be answered, and if it's an Esratzon, your tefillahs are more likely to be answered. But it's not even about the, the dominating B'tzibor, it's about dominating at home, the time when the tzibor is dominating. Then the Gemara quotes a bunch of different drashos. The second drasha, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chayina, Amar, Mihacha, Ko Amar Hashem, Be'esratzon Anisicha. I will answer you in an Esratzon, and again, it's assume at the time when the tzibor is dominating. Then you have a, a third a third pasuk, Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chayina, Amar, Mihacha. So what do you make of those psukim? El kabir velo yamas. What does the word kabir mean? Strength? I think it means strength. Um, which, uh, which I think the Marsha points out is sometimes in Tanakh it means strength in terms of strength, like you're somebody strong, and sometimes, sometimes it refers to strength in numbers. So here it's about strength in numbers. That when there's when it's kabir, when there's strength in numbers, lo yamas, Hashem doesn't reject its filos. 
And then you have a pasuk, Hada v'shalom nafshi mikravli kiv rabim hayu imadi. That when does Hashem redeem my soul? It's through tefillah. The Gemara is assuming kiv rabim hayu imadi. What does that sound like? What what is the situation? Rabim hayu imadi with the minyan when the tzibur is actually there. So you see the Gemara transitions about about the ma'ila of davening at the time when the tzibur is davening. That is defined as an isra's own. And then the later Tarshas and the Gemara sort of spell out the more basic halakha that there is a ma'ila of davening. Imadi, Barabin Imadi, Kabir, when the Tzibor is actually is actually present. Presumably, it is an Isra zone on steroids if you're actually davening together with the Tzibor. But it also applies when the at the time when, when the Tzibor is davening. I'm going back to the beginning of the Gemara. Rabbi Nachman says, I didn't make it to Shul, lo I couldn't I couldn't come. That's a very vague excuse. It's like a stomach ache. What so what does it mean, lo I couldn't make it? Look at Rashi in the top of the second page. But how does Rashi define lo Tashkoki. What do you make of Tashkoki? Weak. Right? If you're feeling weak. So, so how does that factor into halakha? Like what about every other every, what about every other thing, halakha complication? Generally speaking, if you're feeling weak, you're so obligated in the halakha system, and Mitzvah Zoraes you're obligated in, Mitzvah Zoraes you're obligated in. It sounds like according to Rashi, Tashkoki is feeling weak is enough to get you, and it can get you an excuse to not come to shul. Because it's a weak requirement. It's a weak, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's a weak requirement. Um, Rashi didn't have to interpret it this way. Lo Yechilna could have just meant, I couldn't do it. I was sick in bed. You look at the language of Shulchan Aruch, when Shulchan Aruch quotes this, Shulchan Aruch says, and we'll get to it later on, so Shulchan Aruch says, onus. If you have an onus, you should, then you don't have to come to Shul. But Rashi interprets Lo Yechilna as Tash Kochi, presumably signaling to us that this is not the beyond end of obligations. If you're feeling weak, you don't have to come to Shul. Agav, this is not this is not a psakalak lamaisa. Obviously, it's a good thing for everybody to come to shul. I'm not a shul rabbi. You can ask Peter Rosham about it, but probably he would encourage everybody to come to shul, even if, even if they're feeling a little bit weak. I'm a former shul rabbi over here. I assume that coming to shul is a very important part of collective creating seabird creating and davening and feeling part of the seabird and things of that sort. But now we're just dealing with the, the pure the, the 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 simple read of the sugyos. According to Rashi, if you're feeling weak, you don't have to come to shul. That's one Gemara. So the, the Ma'il of Dominic of Itzibor is that it's an Isra zone, and therefore it applies even during that time period, even if you're not physically present, as long as it's the same time as Itzibor is davening. The second Gemara is a Gemara in Davav, which doesn't describe the time period as an Isra zone, but it describes the, the, the Ma'amad. If you have 10 Jews davening together, what happens then? The Shechina comes down. Right? For the, the first couple lines of the Gemara that we focused on last week about the shechina, the shechina is in a shul. Your tefillah is more heard in a shul. Look at the third, the third little paragraph over here. How do I know if there are ten people davening? The shechina is there. God is present there. So is God being present the same thing as an isratzon? Shmuel says no. It seems there. It seems more right. There are, there are levels. In East Ratzon, sounds like, I don't know, God is still in Shemayim somewhere. God is, God is wherever God is, normal, God is normally found. And, but God listens more to my tefillos when in certain times of the day or in certain situations. And the, the time when the tzibor is happening makes my tefillah more potent. But I'm not making any metaphysical assertions about the presence of God in this space. Maybe. But the second Gemara, the Gemara Dafav, sounds like God is being physically, the ten people dominating together brings the Shekhinah down. Which, makes an H- H- which might make an H-Ratzon. Good. Good. It, 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 we, 
That's exactly what we're pointing out. The two things might go together, but they might be might be different. The two separate Gemara's not in conversation with each other, but they they seem to fit together. But they they're making two conceptually independent points. Yes, meaning yes. But stone can be independent from uh, the presence of the Shina. I would argue the other way around. That right. the fact that the presence of Shina in of itself makes it a, a threat. So maybe yeah, I hear that. Unless you're unless your God is a vengeful and angry God. In which case, as the Bible says sometimes. So. Then, we, then we wouldn't be that. Then we wouldn't be that. Okay. Um, good. Um, there is so that's in terms of the the sort of the the gemaras and brachos about about the the mile of davening with Sibor. Um, just to I should have mentioned this in the beginning. Just to bracket this, there is there are gemaras in Megillah that describe there are certain things which you can only do when there are ten Jews davening together. Kaddish, kedusha, baruch, ram shabakedusha. Um, that is going to be a separate sugya in terms of in terms of what's up what's up with that why does that what does that require a minion and what is the level of obligation to, to taking part in those things? Um, here we're talking about tefillah b'tzibur stavening shmona esrei together with nine other nine other Jews in a in some type of setting. Um, the the third scattered gemara about tefillah b'tzibur is is the gemara which which arguably describes how far you have to walk to get to a tzibur. So this is the gemara m'sachem and on the, in the third source. The Gemara Msakim says, I'm Rabbi Abel, I'm Rabbi Shimon and Lakish, Lugabo, Lutfil, and Tilasadayim, Arba Milan. So for these things, you have to walk four mil to get there. One of the things on the list is Lutfila. So I actually didn't notice this, but I got I got the English translation off of Safaria, which I think is this is the uh, Stein Steinjol's translation. So I should have the copyright issues, I shouldn't mention that and, and give credit where credit is due. Um, this is the Steinzel's translation, which is free online on Safaria. I think they do say you should uh, mention where the translation is coming from. So Saying it this year. Um, so, how do they translate the word tefillah based on the Aruch? It's, it's a tefillah siyadayim for tefillah. For that, you have to walk for a meal. In which case, this whole Gemara is not relevant for our, for our conversation. But if you looked at Rashi on the, on the next page, I should have a page number then. What does Rashi say? The Rashi the Gabel, in the middle of that Rashi, Rashi says, Vachim the tefillah. Second line, in Mahalik Adam Bederach, Uva East Lobun, Ulis Palel, in Yish Bit Knesset Lefana, Barikok Arba Milin, Holak Umispalo Sham Valansham. So, according to Rashi, what does the word Tfila mean in this again? Sorry? Getting to a base Knesset. So, based on last week's year, what would you think base Knesset would mean? Maybe just dominating at a shul, irrespective of its seaport. You look at the way they were shown him quote Rashi, the Ritva, when he quotes Rashi, adds in the words, base Knesset Basara. Like he wants you to, he knows that there's another sugya about the Mail of Davening and Mail of Davening and the Beis independently. He wants to make sure that that you understand that Rashi here means standard case of a Beis which is which is B'tzibor. So according to Rashi, at least this Gemara is teaching us. This is the way the Ramapaskins, this book gets quoted in Shulchan Aruch, that you have to walk if you're in the direction that you're traveling anyway, four mil to get to a get to a tzibor. Um and if you're just if you're if you're just stationary. You have to walk one mil to get to a to get to get to a shul. What is a mil? A mil it takes the amount of time it takes to walk eighteen minutes around. It usually takes around eight, between fifteen and eighteen minutes. Uh, contemporary post can say that it's not walking, but it's whatever mode of transportation you normally take. So a fifteen minute drive um, would be part of the walking one mil to get to a shul. Again, if assuming there are no mitigating factors, it's like you don't have kids at home and you have you know nothing nothing else in your mind. You're sitting at home. You're watching TV. Am I obligated to to drive to shul? 
Um, if it's within a 15 to 18 minute drive, so then the obligation would be there according to the way we Paskin. If it's beyond a 15 to 18 minute drive, then the obligation wouldn't be there. But again, this is a perfect life, perfect life, not a perfect life, this is a sterile life where there are nothing, nothing else is happening and it's just my sitting at home versus my going to shul. If the shul's on your way to work, if you would drive an hour and plus, then, according to this, you would have to. If it's because if it's going if it's, mill on, on your way yes to. if it's going on your way if it's, meaning if you're traveling from city A to city B and you're and you're somewhere in the middle and you you have another hour of sunlight tomorrow says it's like you don't have to travel in a dangerous time um, and you and you you would rather just be lying here for the night but you you know there's a shul an hour away so then you would be obligated to continue continue on um, but just but Tosfo is already quotes Tarak. Tosfo says no. The Litzvila, this is the end, end the bottom of the box and the top of the next page. Nira Kapirish Akuncheris Vilok Arak Tapirish Litzvila Hainu Lirkot Yadav Espala. Fantastic. So again, this is just the the different Gemaras that we have. The Gemara discusses the Ma'ila Tefila B'Tzibor in terms of it being an Israel zone. The Gemara describes the Ma'ila Tefila B'Tzibor that the Shechina is present, and the Gemara arguably says there is an obligation to walk a mill to get to a to get to a Tzibor. So what do we make of all this? First, just on the level of facts, facts are almost like, you know, what is the maskana? Are we obligated to have a or not, not obligated to have a And then we'll have a little bit of fun trying to figure out what precisely is the mail of davening mitzibur and what are some test cases. So the sugya is, is it a chova, is it a chiyo of mitzibur or not? It's a, it's a large and vast sugya with lots, lots of literature in the acronym, but some of the highlights are here on the page. It's sort of the, the whole discussion in terms of halakha lamaisa sort of starts with the Shulchan Arach. Because what does the Shulchan Arach say? What's the first word about the Sith about davening Yitzibur? Yishtadel. So what in the world does Yishtadel mean? It sounds like you should put an effort, you should try, it's a maila. But if you read the next, read on, Yishtadel on the Smaal B'Vez Knesset and B'Tzibur, Femu Anos, Sheena Yakolo B'Vez Knesset, Yichabi the Smaal B'Shash Yitzibur Mismaalim. So you go from Yishtadel to what's the contrast? Anos. So, this I was talking to Shmuel Shmuel and Ben about this. It's almost like if it, this creates a major major machlokas among the Nosekin and Shachanarak. What does the Shachanarak actually mean? I feel like if Rav Yosekaru was here and he was aware of the fact that his words were a little bit un- ambiguous to the readers, he would have clarified one one way or the other. But the way we have it is he starts off with Yishtadel, but it sounds like you should make an effort, but it's not a real obligation, and he ends off with that you only don't have to go if you're honest. So if you look at the Magen Avraham, Magen Avraham interprets Anos as Tashkoko, based on Rashi. Anos means if you're a little bit Anos, you're a little bit weak, then, then at that point you don't have to go to Shul. Which makes the Shulchan Aruch very consistent, the davening B'tzibor is a Maila, you want an Ace Ratzo, you want to daven in the presence of the Shechina, it is a positive thing to do, you should try to daven in Shul, but it's not really a formal obligation. And this is not just in the Magen Avraham, this gets, uh, this gets, this, this gets tracked in the various Akronim, Give you one of the uh, funner, funner chubas about this, the Shud Chavos Yair, of Yara Bakrach, who was the Rav in the three cities, which I'm forgetting which, what the name of the three cities are. There are three cities in Europe that were close by, and there was always one Rav for all three cities. Um, so he was the Rav, he was the Rav there. And the rich, rich Balbatim started asking him, when he was a young Rav, started asking him questions, uh, could I come to Shul on Shabbos by hiring a non-Jewish ferry? Because there were multiple rivers in the shul, and it was very, it was, it was. I said, said for most of the year they had they had bridges, but sometimes because of the ice, it was too dangerous to have the bridges there. The only way to get from one end of the city to the other end of the city was to go on a ferry. So this rich Balba said, I want to hire a non-Jew before Shabbos to take me in his ferry from one side of the river to the other side of the river in order to get to shul on Shabbos. Is there anything wrong with that? So Rav Yarbacher, the Chavos says, I did my research. 
he didn't tell me this, but he had actually asked the, rub, the previous rub of the community, who told him it's Usser. So it's Usser. And I'll explain why, explain, I'll explain why it's, it's actually Usser. He says, you would look at it, you would think it would be Mutter. Because in Helga Shabbos, we have a rule, Shvos to Shvos Moko Mitzvah's Mutter. That you're not allowed to do an Isser to Rabbanon on Shabbos. You're not allowed to ask a non-Jewish person to, to, to do an Isser on Shabbos for your behalf. But to ask a non-Jewish person to do an Isser to Rabbanon for the sake of fulfilling a mitzvah is okay. What's an example of this? I'll give you a, a very similar example. Let's assume that you're not, that let's assume you're not talking about a Rishus Harabim de Oresa. Talking about a, you're talking about just a regular town where there's no Eruv. Um, I'm sorry? It would be a Carmelus. A exactly. You're talking about a Carmelus. Are you allowed to ask a non-Jewish aide to push somebody in a wheelchair to shul on Shabbos? Or to push a stroller to Shabbos so that the parents can get to shul? How do Chabad couples function in places where they just come in and there's no Eruv, but both halves of the couple want to be in shul and they have, and they have a baby? The answer is... <laughs> the answer is, this is what it says in Chabad.org. This is the official, an official psaq. This is the psaq that I found in Chabad.org. Assuming you're not living in a major city, it's only an Isidurabanan to carry outside in the first place. Um, having the both halves of the couple get to shul is a makom mitzvah. You ask a non Jewish person to push the baby stroller to shul, and that is a shvus to shvus for makom mitzvah. Yeah, you ask them before Shabbos. So you ask them before Shabbos, but they're doing the malacha for you on Shabbos, and you pay them. You pay them before Shabbos, and then after Shabbos, you leave them. Leave, leave the money out. The hiring is always a separate issue. But Shabbos v'Shabbos malacha mitzvah is a is a well worn kula. It's it's in Shulchan Aruch with tons and tons of practical applications. So the, this person asked her, Bakrach, why can't I do this? Going across the river is an isad, and a boat is an isad I'm asking a non Jewish person to run the boat. So that's Amir Lanakri for an isad rabbanan. And it's for a makam mitzvah to get the shul. So why can't they do it? What, what did the Chavaz Yara tell him? Look at the underlying part. But Tam Shlohitiru, the reason why the, the, the previous rabbi of the town wasn't matter this, Afshar, when they afogav the inkan afilo omer legaila biro rak shvos to shvos to shad almayim, inu rak gzeros lachamim, vagzeros rakokam od, gzeros amyasachav yosho shayatin, that he, the, the whole thing is an Issa Drabanan, and you're not going to be an it's a very far out Hashash and Issa Drabanan, so he's building up the case why you should be Miko. Fine. Meaning it's a far out Issa Drabanan about taking a boat that you might come to fix the boat yourself. Who's going to fix the boat themselves nowadays? So you're asking a non Jewish person to take you on a boat. The whole reason why you can't go on a boat on Shabbos, and you can't go on a ferry on Shabbos, is a far out Hashash. So it should be Mutter. It's not such a mitzvah. You want to own a Shabbos? You're allowed to do a shvus shvus makom mitzvah. Um, to blow shofar, you're allowed to do a shvus shvus makom mitzvah. Perhaps to get, if you know, you live in a, you live, you live in a, in a, in a skyscraper, and you want to get up to the seventh, your apartment in the seventieth floor for your Shabbos meal, asking the, having the non-Jewish doorman press the buttons for you. Because um, you could use the elevator to get up to the 70th floor, back to your apartment, arguably shos to shos mako mitzvah. But getting to shul is not enough of a mako mitzvah to allow a shvos to shvos, allow an amir lanakri to allow you to, uh, to to have him run the ferry so that you could get to shul. Uh, uh, just on a one-off situation, I could, I, I could understand this answer. I mean, there's a relative community. Right. Isolating people yeah. from coming to Shul, Shabbos in and Shabbos out week after week. 
not being part of the sea water. Right. There's some bigger. But this only during the months. The only during the months when it was frozen, when you couldn't have the regular bridges. When there was ice there, so you couldn't have the regular bridges. I don't know how many. I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting what what city he was a rabbi of. Somebody can check up on their phones if you want. No, but it wouldn't matter whether it was only. I mean, this answer would be no matter. It's three months. What? Three, three months. It says three months? So three months. It's a quarter of the year. Okay, so thank you. Shosh Kadashem. It's three months. He has enough to show us in his life. You're like weakening his Yiddish kind for this kind of... I don't know the social social reality of the Kavos Yair. It could be they could have gotten ten people on the other side of town together. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Again, I think, once again, as if somebody is a Shulrav and he wanted to... They want to have a strong community, and they want people to be connected to the community. There, I think there are going to be many, many, many getting factors. Halakha we don't pass like this. Prima Gadam Paskins, getting to Shul is a Malka Mitzvah to allow Shul to Shul, and I think that's what many, many Chabad couples worms, rely on. Worms, worms and Mons. Worms and Mons, and there's a, there was a third city there also. Two, just two? All I know is that we have a, a Kina on Tishma for that community. So right, that was, the, yeah, that's in the Middle Ages, I think. He was, in, he was, much, he was much later on. Um, yeah, but that's but the Chavos here felt very strongly that it's not enough of a makom mitzvah to be matir to be matir shvus to shvus. The the uh, the the polar opposites of of the Chavos here is Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha Feinstein in a series of chubos is super 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 strong that davening b'tzibur is a real chiyuv of drabana. So the the, the chub I gave you is the first one the first one about it where he comes off the strongest. He says source number six im tamachatam rashi l'skal b'yachidos. You know, you're, you're, I, have, I, have nephew, I have nephews in some yeshivos. They say, it tells me they go to sleep regularly between 2 and 3 in the morning because they're learning all night. And they sometimes sometimes they have the mishakras. So is that is that an okay way to create your schedule? And Ramosha Feinstein responded, He named the spalo ba'asara hu chiyuv mitzvah ala adam. ba'alma. It's not just a maila that, you know, it, it's a good thing to do. It doesn't register as a makkah mitzvah. It's not just a mitzvah in a good sense. It is a chiyot. It is a chiyot to Rabbanan to daven b'tzibur. And he quotes the Gemara about walking four mil. You see, Chazal obligated you to walk four mil. But it's not obligation of a limit. It's not obligation of a That's what he goes through in the tshuva. Certain, certain chiyot to Rabbanan, they, they said, are limitless. Certain mitzvahs to Rabbanan, they said they're, they're obligatory. But they, Chazal decided where to draw the line. So for a few of its seaboard, for whatever reason, that's where they decide to draw the line at four mil in your direction, one mil in a random direction. So it's a with the gavul. It's a with the gavul. Not like other soap. And not And that's why he says so. Shachan Aruch uses lashon of Yishtadel. Yishtadel is hinting, signaling to us that this it's a chiyuv, but with a with a certain limit. Um, but then Ramosha finds it the most fascinating line. He says, look at the beginning of the next paragraph. You look at the Gemara, it doesn't sound like it's an obligation. It sounds like it's a good thing to do. If you want your Tfilis answer, you should go, you should dive into the Tibor. But it sounds like it's a it's a Maila, it's a it's Ratzo. But who says that creates an obligation? That the very fact your Tfilis is more answered, it's more potent. In a situation where Davin B'tzibur creates a chiyuv drabanan to Davin there, the Mlohaya Efshod L'Tefila Sosh Adam Diskabel Efshod Shalayis L'Tefila Klal. This is like a, one of these like uh, almost like philosophical assertions about Tefila from Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha, and you see this in a number of tshuvos of Ramosha. Ramosha assumes that any time the Gemara says your Tefila becomes more potent in a certain way, it creates a chiyuv on you to Davin in that way. Because apparently, the purpose of davening, one of the major halakhic purposes of davening, is to be answered, is that your tefillah should be responded to. 
And so all of these, no, all these notions that you're davening to change yourself, and you're davening just to have an encounter with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You're davening, you know, just his is all reflexive. It's not about getting, it's not about, not about getting answered. Rav Moshe assumes halakhically that no, tefillah is about getting answered. It's about, it's about your tefillah should be mekubo umerutza lefnei Hashem. He quotes Rabbi Yonah that consistently uses those uses uses those lashanos. He says, therefore, if the Gemara says your tefillah is more in the skabo in a certain way, that creates an obligation on you, a derabbanan obligation, but an obligation on you to daven in that way. And that is like a fairly wide wide range wide ranging assertion that Rav Moshe has in a number of tshuvos, most prominently in the sugya of tefillah b'tzibur. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And if you assume tefillah is, is the tefillah's model, the, the model tefillah derises in Esara, it makes sense that part of the notion of davening Esara is that you want to be answered. Yeah. The Ramban says that part of the tefillah Esara is the belief in the potency of your tefillah. He puts that into the formulation of the mitzvah derisa, tefillah Esara. Yeshanamin that Hashem responds to tefillos when we dive into him for real. So it's a, it's a, it's a, so that's where Ramosha gets this notion from that it's a real chi of Rabbanan to dive into the tefillah. We're not going to go through it now. But there are all sorts of test cases based on where, how much of us, how, how much on the spectrum you think tefillah b'tzibur is a real chi of or hidor or no or how much of a hidor it is. I just gave you one. We're not, we're not going to read it inside sources seven and eight about going on vacation to place to a place with his dominion. So if you ask many, many poskim, um, I gave you the tshuva, the tshuva's manhagos, of Moshe Sternbach, he's like, yeah, it's probably not a of gummer to daven v'tzibor, but you're a, you're a shegetz. If you go, go on vacation in a place that is not tzibor, you're a horrible person, because you're losing all these amazing milos, and what hector do you have to lose all these amazing milos? Clearly, you don't care so much about religion or God, and you should do a lot of tshuva. He doesn't say it in those words, but yeah, that's more, more, or, less, more, or, less where, more or less where he's going. Um, the Shevet Levi quotes from Moshe, he references Ramosha. It says, says, how can you go on vacation in a place with no shul? It's a chiyav d'rabanan, d'avid no shul. I think in, min, in many of the communities that we're from, and many of the post game that, again, I don't know everybody here, but many of the post game that I, I think our community turns to are a little bit more lenient when it comes to vacationing in a place where there's no tzibur, because we know Ramosha might be an outlying shita that is considered a hidzer and a maila. The Lashem Shulchan Arach is yishtadel, uh, particularly people come, coming from the Yeshiva University world, the self in general, very much held to the, the word Yishtadel. They weren't necessarily super mocked with Adam Tzibor on a regular basis. Um, and therefore, vacationing in a place with no Tzibor, again, if, if you can, vacation in a place with the Tzibor with the same amount of money, same amount of funds, same amount of Menuchas Nefesh, so you should get a Tzibor. But if for whatever reason, davening with Tzibor is going to hurt the vacation, everybody has to ask their own Shaila, but, but there is a lot of wiggle room to vacation in a place where, there's no, where, there, where there is no Tzibor. I remember I once heard a story, I think it was from Dr. Lamb himself, that he was he was he had these luncheons with different groups of students from Yeshiva University. So I think he said the story at one of the luncheons I was present at. He said that as president of Yeshiva University, he was a third president of Yeshiva University. He was he said he got flack from everybody for everything for everything that he did. He said at one time he and his wife went on a cruise. And they got flack when they came back that there wasn't a, wasn't a, they got kosher food, but there wasn't a minion there. So if you're the president of Yeshiva University, how in the world can you go on a cruise with there's no minion? You're making a statement that Yeshiva University, my Orthodox shoes, don't care about Tzvila Vazibor, something of that sort. So he told them that the whole point of it was to get a vacation. For him and his wife, anytime they're in the Jewish community, anytime they're among the Tzibor or Jews, that's not a vacation. So the only way for them to get a vacation is to go on a cruise where there's no, where there's not a minion of Jews. So, um, so yeah. So now that so once you 
um, so once once we're um, well then once we had the Gemaras and a little bit of the Halakha, let's do a little bit like 15, 20 minutes of the, the Lamdas in terms of what is the Maila of Tila Vazibur. Um, we saw a bunch of different Gemaras, maybe we could pin it down and pin down pin down some Sunakaminas. One entranceway is not the sugyas that we saw in Brachos about Tila Vitzibor, but in the Gemara in Sota, which has another ramification of Tila Vitzibor. The Gemara has a list of things that it could be said the Cholashon. That you could say them in any language. One of the things, one of the things you could say the Cholashon in any language you want is Tfila. So the Gemara says, source number nine, Tfila, Rachamehi. Why can you dive in any language you want? Tfila is Rachamim. You're just speaking to Hashem, asking Hashem for mercy. Wherever you want, you should be able to dive in. Good. Then the Gemara says, Tfila B'cholashon. You can really dive in any language. Don't don't dive in Aramaic. For whatever reason, the angels don't understand Aramaic, and therefore it's not a good idea to ask Bakashos in Aramaic because the angels have some role in the process of tefillah, getting your tefillahs up to Hashem. Um, so how can you dive in in, in Aramaic? Thing where it says, "Lokasha habyakad habetzibor," biyakid don't dive in in Aramaic because the angels are not going to play their role. But Pitsibor, you could daven in Aramaic. What about it? Sibor allows you to daven, to daven in Aramaic. So, look, sorry? Rashi. So, what does Rashi say? Rashi says, Yachid, Tsaruk Shisayu Malachi Asharis. For you daven by yourself, you need the help of the Malachi Asharis. Sibor lo trichilu, Tixiv hein kel kabir lo yamas, inu mois bitsvilasan shalrabim. So, Rashi quotes the Gemara about Isratso. That you don't need the help of the angels because Hashem listens to your tefillos without the angels because it's an Eitzrasson because the Tzibor is there. Look in the Orzerua. Which Kamara does the Orzerua quote as to why your Lada Davin, why you don't need the angels, Bitzibor? Shkina. The Orzerua says, what about we say you can perk on an Aramaic? How do I mean you can perk on Moshin Rami? Kind of Skaldo, because Kadash is an Aramaic. Alpha Bish, in the Malachi Asher, as Mabinim Bazal Lashon, even though the Malachi Asher is not understand. Again, which Gemara does the Arzurua turn to? Not the Gemara that it's an ace Ratzo and your Tefillah is more answered, but the Shekhinah is present. You don't need the angels to take your Tefillah to Shemayim because God is present here. So you see them citing different Gemaras, and, we'll, and then we're going to see where, 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 we'll see where that takes us. The Me'iri, though, sort of reinterprets the entire notion of ace Ratzo and the entire notion of, um, of Shekhinah being Shoreh, Demiri was a rationalist philosopher following following Maimonidean theories in the Rambam. So he's not, I don't know, I, I, maybe I, I shouldn't use, shouldn't use these Lashonos. Maybe he didn't, he didn't seem so comfortable with the presence of the Shekhinah, your Tefillah being more potent, notion of an Yisratzon. Never how did the Meiri reinterpret all of these Sugyos? Then what happens with Sibor? You dive in more Kavanah. The Meiri says, why Bitsibor? Are you allowed to, why B'yakad, you not dive in Aramaic? Nothing to do with the angels. Nothing to do with angels taking your tefillah to Shemayim. Look number 12. Because you speak that language. Look at the underlying part. It's like if you're davening in shul, let's say you're davening a shul of Olim, and people, everybody, everybody speaks English. 
So when the Gemara says you're davening in another language, what language are you going to daven in? You're davening in your Mamalashan, in your native language, you're going to daven in English. So then if davening in another language in Petzibor, it means you're choosing the language that Petzibor knows, and therefore it's, your Tzibor are going to be with more Kabbalah. But if you're davening Bayakid, so then uh, maybe you're going to try, you're going to try out French, you're, maybe you're learning something on Duolingo, and you're going to choose any other language to daven in, and therefore your Kabbalah is not going to be there. So how did the Meiri reinterpret this notion of of when Bitsibor, you're allowed to daven in, in another language? Because Kabbalah Metsuya, because you're davening in a language that Tzibor is familiar with. The Meiri does this with the whole notion of Tzibor Bitsibor. We're not going to, we don't have to read the Gemara. And the, the, the Gemara in Source 13 talks about how the Shrina is Shora on a, on a sick person. And therefore, even when you're in, when you're in a, doing Bikarcholim, and you're davening for the sick person, you're allowed to daven in Aramaic as well. But you look at the Meiri says, what does it mean the Shrina is Shora there? Source number 14. The Olam Yisha Adam Sraka Blashan Rami. She never daven in Aramaic. Why not daven in Aramaic? Same reason nobody understands Sefer Daniel. Because it's in Aramaic, nobody understands it. It's, it's too hard. So you don't understand it if you can't concentrate on what you're saying. So your tefillah is not going to be answered. How is, this, how is your tefillah answered according to the Meiri? Not by tapping into some metaphysical Israel zone, but by davening with Kavanah. And you, therefore, davening Kavanah requires you to daven in the language that you understand. So you shouldn't daven in Aramaic, because nobody understands Aramaic nowadays. If davening near a sick person, of course you're concentrating, so you can daven in whatever language you want. Then he goes on to say, What does it mean, what is the translation of Shechina Imahem? That you have more Kavana when you're davening Betzibor. Again, he's not comfortable, so to speak, with the metaphysical assertions of Shechina. And therefore, he, what does he, how does he reinterpret Shechina? You have more Kavana in your Tzvila if you're davening Betzibor. Good. So again, the, the Ramam has chapter after chapter more Nebuchadnezzar how assertions about God are supposed to be interpreted allegorically. So again, we don't have. Rabbi tells us he was in the middle of writing a book of Parish and Agathos. We don't we don't have the book, but um, but the Meiri I think does a very good job of allegorizing a lot of the Agathos that he that he that he comes across in his Parish and the Gemara. Um, so in terms of Tzvila Betzibor, so we have the it's an Ace Ratzon. We have the Shechina being present. We have you have more Kavana, um, and I think there's one other there's one other element. Um, and that's that's if you look in the, the look in the Orzurah, Again, we're not we're not gonna, maybe we'll we'll see this in more in context when we when we deal with it. But we discussed previously that there are two models for Artsfilos. There's a model of Avos and a model of, of Karbanos. And the Orzurah says that your Tfila becomes like a carbon seabor, like a carbon, only when you're davening Pitsibor. Because Pitsibor, that's when the carbatamid was brought. So there's an extra element, extra strength in your Tfila when you're davening Pitsibor. It takes on a different quality, a different halos. Your, your tefillah is not connected to the, to the system of, 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 of a carbon tongue. So, so what are some naf, potential nafkaminas of uh, whether or not davening v'tzibor is about the shechina being there, about it, about, being, about, about it being an israt zone, or having more kavano? Having more kavano at home. Exactly. I didn't put it on. Maybe I should have. The Meiri says, if you have a makom kavu, I think we saw it last week, if you have, mm-hmm. you have a room at kavu in your house for davening, and you feel like you have more kavano over there, 
it is better to daven at home with more kavana than to go to shul and daven with zibur. Why? Because the, sorry? Yeah, because the Meiri is all about kavana. So if, if you are davening at home and you have kids running around, you're davening in your kitchen and it's a big balagan, should come to shul. Daven, bivays knesses, mokom yucha, bitzibor, it's the whole avira is going to help you. But if you have like a meditation room in your house, the Meiri says it's better to daven there than to actually to come to shul and, and daven bitzibor. This is all about kavana. How are you be makayim in certain things? Oh, good. Like so, a Torah, good. One hundred percent. So good. So we're, so maybe when we when we deal with the other elements of tefillah b'tzibur, right now we're just dealing with davening shmona esrei with ten people. Everything else will have to be dealt with separately. Kaddish, kedusha, baruch, kriyas Torah, parshas zakhar. Are these things really obligations of the yachter that I have to take part of them? Or once I know that there are some people that don't have a meditation room that are coming to shul daven, so then it's, it's taken care of. The Rabbi's Rebbe, I don't know. I think he did that in Dominion. So Except he came out for Lane. Yeah, so the option of Rebbe. The option of Rebbe does also? Good. Because, you know, his commandos messed up. He knew the elder Chassin were staring at him. You know, like, whatever it was. You know, he couldn't... Um, he couldn't have him like that. So, yeah, so... So, yeah, so I guess... I mean, if, 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 for Kriyasa Torah, there's a question, is it Kovaz Yacha, Kovaz Yacibor? Is it... Do I have to make sure that it's happening in Shul? And once I know it's happening, I'm fine? Or I have to actually participate? I have to be there. That, that's also, it's, I think it's a suffix even, even in the Baralacha, like all the way up to the Mishra Bura, that, that, that is a running suffix. How does the Meiri deal with the Gemara that we should have at the time? Oh, so that, that, I'm not, that I'm not sure. That I'm not sure. That's a good question. That's a good question. Because that, that's going to be another enough to meet at the end. How similar is that? Kavana, you know, I'm with them. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. you could say that. You could say that. Maybe. And Halakha the Moshe Feinstein tells you that he has another tshuva, that even if you have more Kavana davening by yourself, you have Chiv davening by Sibor. But Rabbi Zion Avashal, who was uh, this, the the Rashiva Parat Yosef, major Sfardi Posik, he says that the Gadol should have been But if Ba'akrai, you're in a town, you're in a situation where you know you're going to have more kavana davening at home and davening in Tzibor, so then you should have then you should have at home by yourself biyachidos rather than davening in Tzibor, because he says the Meiri is is is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is something to rely on. You shouldn't you shouldn't live your life like that. You should make sure to live in a town to be part of a Tzibor that you're comfortable with. But if you're going someplace and you know the shul there, there's a lot of talking, you know the shul there that they daven very quickly, and you know you're going to have more kavana, so by a cry, you could rely on this, you could daven b'yachidos with more kavana rather than davening b'tzibur. Didn't you like a couple of weeks ago that you're not allowed to daven b'tikin if there's no other minion, if they're going to need you for a minion, the only minion in the town? Right, so that's that's another mitigating factor over here. That it, This is all assuming that there is a minion in the town happening. The question is, should I be necessary to it? If you're the 10th person for the minion, then there is there probably... A communal obligation upon you to help help make sure that the minion functioning in the town, um, because the Gemara right. says that any that if Hashem comes to the shul and there's no minion there, Hashem is kovis. Well, so, so the Ramban, exactly, Shachan Ramban, yeah, exactly. So the Ramban over there sounds like there's an obligation upon people in the community to make sure there is a functioning minion in the town, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to go if I know there are already 15, 20 people that are 15, 20 people that, that are committed. Create a conducive environment. One, the time of minion, and, and two, a, a atmosphere.
atmosphere that is conducive to Kavanaugh. Right. I, I, I would think it's hard to, like, to set formal boundaries about how much the community has to take all those factors into account. But Begadol, in terms of the spirit, I, I would assume the that's a good, a good idea. Right, I would assume. Um, then, good. So that's, that's yeah, I don't, so I, the answer is, I don't, I, because oh, I think you're right, but I, I can, I don't know of a detailed kind of discussion, halakhic discussion about how much you have to go out, the tzibar has to go out of its way to make sure that it's conducive environment for everybody. Because if it's happening at a certain time, probably it's good for some people. Otherwise, otherwise they would change the time. Um, um, two, uh, two, very quickly, two other potential nafkaminas is let's 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 go to source number nineteen. Let's say you you're up to Shachris. You wake up late. You want to get to Shul. The the the, the is dominating Musaf. Could you dive in Shachris the time when the Tzibur is dominating Musaf and have that count as the feel of the Tzibur? So what do you think? Yes. So hopefully yes, <laughs> hopefully yes. I think I'm, 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 I know I've done this. Um, so it's a it's a major machlokas accordingly. Rav Sternbach over here in Shuvah's Van Hagos, source number 19, quotes Rav Chaim Soloveitchik, that said, yes, that you get the mile of Tzvila B'Tzibor if you're davening a different Shemona Esrei than the rest of the Tzibor. And Rav Sternbach himself says, no, read the Gemara's carefully, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think you get the mile of Tzvila B'Tzibor if you're davening a different Shemona Esrei than the rest of the Tzibor. So how would you say this plays out? Rav Chaim was explicit about this. If it's about the presence of the Shechina there, that when there are 10 people dominating, and you're tapping into the presence of the Shechina, so then presumably, 10 people are dominating, the Shechina is present, I could, I could hatch along to that, even if I'm dominating something else. I'm encountering a Kaddish Baruch face-to-face, so to speak, because the Tzibor is dominating Biyakad, even though I'm dominating a different Tzvila, but the, but the Shechina is present. And that's what the Orzura said, the Shechina is present when you're dominating the Tzibor, and therefore, you could dive in a different language. Even if you're one of the ten. Even if, no, if you're one of the, he says that you can't count to be one of the ten. He says you could be, you, you could get the mile to feel the seaboard. Therefore, it's better to wait or better to come to shul and have a shocker at the time when they're davening musaf. But Shomrak himself says no. If you don't get the mile to feel the seaboard, why not? Because perhaps again, there, you could go about it different ways. But maybe the ace rut zone of your the tefilas rabim is niskabel is only if tefilas rabim means that you're davening the same tefila as the rabim. It's a, you know, if it's carbon, you have to be starry to what the Tzibur is doing. So the presence of the Shechina is brought down by 10 Jews dominating together. And you can maybe, you could, you could piggyback on that, and if you're, even if you're dominating a separate Tzvila. But, but perhaps if you want to get an Ace Rat zone, that Hashem responds to this Tzvila better, the Tzvila is more potent, maybe your Tzvila has to be Mitzurah to the Tzvila of the Tzibur. You have to be dominating the same things. This comes up a lot with Yom Tosheni, Minyanim. You have to say you have some, no, I'm not sure Yom Tosheni, there's somebody who's here for Yom Tosheni, so they're keeping Yom Tosheni, and they're davening, Yom Tosheni davening. Is there a maila for them to come to shul, assuming it's not going to be a big balagan, um, and daven a Yom Tov Shemona Esrei together with the Israeli tzibor that is davening a Cholomoid, a Cholomoid Shachars? Um, so it's the same shayla. Roshon Muzam Rabach, I'm forgetting exactly how to do Paskins, but he quotes a lot of these Makoros, about is there a my love to feel the seaboard without having a different having a different a different a different a, a, a different feel. There comes up a lot for uh, you know also like you you're you, you late you miss mint you come late for mint and like can you just dive in when there's like ten guys in the room? Oh uh, go go so so good. So that's that's gonna be another question. So dive when there are ten guys in the room, but we're gonna assume not. The question is that okay, okay. So it's also a question. So that, that's great. So when we did this, when I did this with the Arabic, we went through a lot of these nafkaminas. The davening, because our davening mila b'mila with the chazan, their chazar zashats, 
That's more of a Chazar Zashat's question. What is the nature of Chazar Zashat's? Can you piggyback on that? Davening when there are 10 people in the room, so as, as far as I'm aware, nobody says that for Tzfil B'Tzibor it counts if you're the only one davening, but do you need 10 people davening at once? Or do you, do you, or do you just need a row of the Tzibor davening? Still there. Exactly, okay. exactly. So this is a shayla which comes up. Let's say there are 11 people davening chakras together, and five of them are big tzaddikim, they're davening taking a very long time, and Chazan is like, it's up to Gal Yisrael. Um, could he start Shemona Esrei when there are only six, seven people that are starting Shemona Esrei together with him? So you look at Ramosha Feinstein, source number 17. Ramosha has a series of shuvas about this. We'll stop, we'll stop, we'll stop, we'll stop with this. Ramosha says, it connects back to our, our question. It's not about the presence of the Shekhinah. So the Maila of Tfil Batsibur is not the presence of the Shekhinah. That you have 10 people in a room that are generally speaking davening together. What is the Maila of Tfil together that create the powerful tefila. Therefore, according to Ramosha, you want to get tefila b'tzibor. How many people do you need davening together? Ten. You have to start shmon esrei with ten people davening together. Again, you look at the source number eighteen. You look, you look at Rosh Sternbach. Rosh Sternbach quotes the briskerov, a super machmer about this. Many posts a super machmer about this. He's like, I'm not so sure. I think as long as you have six people. Uh, based on the based on the language of the Rambam, as long as, as long as you have six people davening Shmon Esrei together, and everybody else is already davened or during during Shema, that still counts as Tzibur Tzibor because you had the presence of the Shechina in the room when the Tzibor is when, when when with ten people that are generally speaking involved involved in Tzibur. Um So these are some ten stand men. So ten stand men that are that are that he's first again. It's hard to understand exactly why. But he definitely requires six people well, davening that, together. You need to daven with the minion. As long as six are actually davening before they're to help with the davens already, then that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's, so it's certainly okay for Chazar Sashat. It's certainly okay for Kaddish Kedusha. The question is, is it, do you get the money of Tzfilo Betzim? So, so, so Ramosha says no. Ramosha says you have to wait for ten people to daven together to get to get Tzfilo Betzim. So let's, you, let's say you don't have ten, so would it be good? It's, it would be better just to be a no, no, it's better. It's, it's better. You know, it's better to come to shul and to have kaddish kedusha. Right. But if, if the chazan could wait for ten, this was a question. If the chazan could wait for ten people to start together. The chazan should wait for ten people to start together, unless there's a major time pressure. Other posts are much more lenient about this. I think the Chaim says in Yerushalayim the minute was never to wait for ten people to daven together. There are ten people in shul davening, and you start shmonesrei when the chazan starts from chazan starts shmonesrei. So these are some of the nafkaminos of the, the trying to find precisely what is the mile of tefillah. Tefillah davening tefillah is a good thing. We need a lot of tefillahs. And Mirat Hashem will continue. Mirat Hashem will continue learning next week. Maybe something connected to Hanukkah because next week I think is a Sunday before Hanukkah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty crazy.